Hey, this is Sam Duke. And I'm Joe Duke. And we are here to check on you. You good, bruh? This is a safe space for men to express their emotions. We are here to bring you a new definition of manhood, one topic at a time. Let's create a new generation of men that are emotionally aware and that are ready to improve these relationships. I know I'm trying to get good. I'm trying to get good. What about you? You good, bruh? Hey, yo, it's your boy, Sam Duke. It's your man, Tell McHale. And I'm Joe Duke. And you're listening to another episode of You Good? You Good, bro? You Good, bro? Hey, man. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another good show. Um, I am happy to be here. I'm happy to see you, brothers. How y'all doing? So happy to be here. Yeah, blessed to be here. Yes, you know I mean? exactly, exactly, man. This, this, this year, we're wrapping up. We're wrapping up. We're getting mm-hmm. uh, we're getting close to uh, to the end of the year. Now you know we we just counting our blessings and thinking about what next year gonna look like, right? Uh, shit. I'm still trying to figure out what the hell happened right now. Right now, it's, right it's, it's November, Brad. It's December at this point. Right, December. At this point, we just still in shock. <laughs> All the way through, <laughs> we're still in shock. <laughs> we're still in shock, nigga. <laughs> this shit is surreal. Like I, I don't know. I don't okay, know. So with, with everything, everyday new things. Exactly, man. You know, I'm gonna tell you what it's like. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what it's like. It's like you ever been in a relationship that was so bad that you ain't ready for the next relationship, and even when you do, you kind of nervous. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's what this shit feel like. It's like, yeah, man, like- I. I don't want to go through that shit no more. Yeah, man, it's like I don't know if I want to be in another relationship. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're guarded like a motherfucker right now. I just boy. stay in two. I stay in twenty twenty. I know how bad this shit is. Like, we don't want to. We don't know what it could get worse. It could get crazy. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, speak speaking of that relationships, we're not really talking relationships today, but. Uh, well, we are talking about relationships aren't only romantic, so fair, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna start talking about what we talked about. We texted about this earlier, right? Okay. About uh, mm-hmm. Smokey Norfolk, uh, the, the the gospel singer. He posted a picture over Thanksgiving weekend of oh, yeah. of him and his son. Um, him and his son basically, he's holding his son on the couch. Son is sixteen years old, uh, and. Basically, well, let me let me just read what he said. He's like, by far, it was his favorite moment of the day. His 16-year-old baby boy, who who's his height, climbed into his arms and went sound asleep like he was 16 months old. He didn't want it to end. Never do they want. He was like, never do they want to be my little babies anymore. But you know, at this point, it seemed like he could he he couldn't help it, and that's what he wanted when when he was there. And so what what ended up happening, of course, this picture kind of went all over. What ended up happening. Yeah, what ended up happening is, of course, he put the picture out on on social media and people are, you know, people have uh, opinions. You know, people have Mm -hmm. opinions on on the the expression of of love that that him and his son shared during during Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Basically, you know, they don't like the idea that this 16-year-old young man or young boy is is cuddling. That's what they call it. He's cuddling with his son. And and there's been you know this has been there's a lot I, we we're in the Black Fathers group Mikael they yeah. posted in the Black Fathers group and you know you had you had men that 
that we're like, you know what, there's no big deal here. You know, not just that, it's like, look at men, look at their daughters that way. Like they are always going to be their little babies. But then when it comes to the mm-hmm. sons, it's like, you know, whatever, you know, for like, yourself, yeah, for, yourself. Fit, fit for yourself, exactly. And um, I mean, there's some, some men that would comment and saying, Oh, you know, uh, I, it, the world is tough. I'm not preparing. I'm not preparing my son for the world. If I, if I'm cuddling with him on the couch, yes. it, and you know, that's crazy. I, I mean, I can tell y'all my opinion. My opinion is that I, I feel like I don't, I don't see. Oh, I saw the picture. All I was thinking about was like, yeah, I'm gonna have my daughters. They're gonna be 16, 17, 18. It don't really <laughs> fucking matter. Right. You know, they, they can always come sit on daddy's lap. They can always come, you know, cuddle up next to me. They can always find comfort wherever I'm at. Period. Right. And that's just the that's mm-hmm. just the the way I view it, the way I see it. Um, but you know, it it just it it was more for me. It was kind of disheartening that people saw it that way. I think that that was the 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 issues I yeah. had with it because it's like, you know, they were looking at it like, no man, that's making him soft, and it's like, look, a nigga can cuddle up with his daddy and shoot your ass and kill you, <laughs> and be. I'm just being honest with you, bro. Like at the same time, like. I, that's true. I'll hug you. That's true. Yeah, I'll shoot your I'll ass. You, shoot. Yeah, it's like, it, I mean, it's just this. I think it's. A, <laughs> I just, I'm sick of this idea right. that manhood is one kind of way. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, it's like, because I've I've been taught the tough, the guy that acts the toughest is always the one that ain't really as tough ain't as he. Tough. Yeah, yeah as he talked, the one that acts tough, and it's like they're not usually that. They're, they're the most insecure. Yeah. I mean, honestly. I think that still rings true uh, in this instance. Like, it for number one, for me to have an opinion about how a family expresses themselves emotionally, uh, and I'm not part of that family, I'm crossing the line even having that kind of opinion about it, to be honest with you, other than, you know, good for Which y'all. Crazy. If you, if yeah, you like true. it, I love it. You know what I mean? There's no harm, no foul. The child seems to be comfortable with his father, which is a great testament, especially at the age of 16, when most... I'm not saying that that kid doesn't have rebellious moments, but he's still his kid. Bro, I mean, I just saw it. So it, it seemed I just saw. To me. I saw what you saw. Yeah, I saw what you saw. It, it, I got a son and a daughter, and I, I don't reject either one of them when they want to give me a hug. Not one. Yeah. Like I don't say, "Oh no, son, you need to bow up tough." Now I, I talk that shit to him when he want to whine, but I talk that shit to her when she want to whine. So I don't really. Yeah, it's not really my, my concept of toughening up mm-hmm. is not based on gender. You know what I mean? How you going to ill-prepare your daughter for a tough world, but but then turn around and prepare your son? Or you think you're preparing your son? That's, that's to me, yeah, you, you say it's... You. That, that, that's crazy thing. I don't, I, I find it... You it think you're preparing it, your son for the real world. Yeah, you're not. And, and, and I think that that speaks to the bigger conversation of uh, because when I looked at it, I was just like, when I'm listening to the comments, I'm seeing people talk. I'm like, these people don't even understand what love is. Mm-mm. Like, and they're not they comfortable don't, with it. That's they what I meant by. They don't what, get it. Well, that's what I meant by insecurity. Yeah, you know, they they what they saw. People tend to project themselves on it, right? So, you know, they always say, "Oh, the the, the dude that got the most comments about homosexuality in a negative tense yeah, may be suspect." It's because that person are. they because they see something. Mm-hmm. And they're not comfortable with what they see because they project themselves. And what I hear, you say you were disheartened. And honestly, that's, that just broke my heart. Like that many people don't know what love looks like, what love looks like. or yeah. feel or should feel like. Like we've 
literally separated ourselves from a, the the concept of loving on each other. Like I remember my mom was passing away. My sister and I, we tried to get into the hospital bed with her. I laid in the bed with my mom before mm-hmm. it. I'm grown as mm-hmm. hell. I mean, and it, and it felt like my mama it. holding me. Like, think about it, right? You know what I mean. So I think it's it is like I said, it's a testimony to how what what love looked like in their house, or what some of us would see mm-hmm. as absence of love. But but ultimately, people do the best that they know how to do. And what I hear is people that have never been taught how to love in a healthy way. And that's, I think that's, that's literally the issue is, is that, and like, I've been, I've been really doing a lot of just deep diving during the year, kind of reading, researching, by the way, I want to recommend a book to both of you guys. If you know, whenever y'all have time to read all about love by bell hooks, all about love. love. When I tell you, bro, like this book, I mean, you know, sometimes you read some shit and it just shake you up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and like, I mean, it. I, I ain't even finished with it yet, but like from the first couple pages when she's just talking about, you know, I knew love was important when, because I had the absence of it. There mm. was, there was, it wasn't there. Right. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. um, and she's just talking about like this generation and how, how uh, cynical that we've been been about love. And I'm going to give you guys a quote real quick from the book. I want to see what y'all think about it. Um, here, here's, here's, a, here's a piece of it. She says, I am afraid that we may be raising a generation of young people who will grow up afraid to love, afraid to give themselves completely to another person because mm-hmm. they, will, they, they will have seen how much it hurts to take the risk of loving and having and and have it not work out. I'm afraid that they will grow up looking for intimacy without risk for pleasure, without significant emotional investment. That's mm. some real stuff. She just said, that's and some I, real stuff. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I heard no lies. Like, <laughs> like I mean, I, I read that. Detective, <laughs> I mean, I'm just telling you, bro. I was reading that. I was like, Oh man, like this is, crazy but it's like when you when you haven't had it or you 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 know or or you're lacking or you want it or whatever the case may be it's like you you looking at it like it oh you know what since nobody loved me as a kid it don't matter you know what i'm saying you know but i will say this my observation of these generations and i mean this is basic like interaction either i see it on social media i see it in the music video i hear you know how big a music head i am i'm listening to the lyrics Believe it or not, I'm listening to the lyrics of the song, even though the shit is just kind of explicit. But what I hear is uh, a generation of, I'll be on romantics, right? They they want that type of love affair. They don't believe it exists. It exists. I would like it. So be, yeah. yeah, like it, so when you look at the words in the songs. They're they're putting out information that they think will attract that which they want, uh, and that means that they really don't know what it is. They want it. We we know we want it. We just don't know what it is. It's kind of like that. That you ever seen a uh, kid eat a smash cake? Yeah. And first time they put that sugary ass icing and wash their eyes. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they hooked. Right. <laughs> they, like they'll. You know they know it's food. Yeah, they know I, it's I want it, mm-hmm. but they they just don't know what it is until they taste it. And I think that that's what we're observing from our generation as we're looking back. 
And and honestly, I don't feel like we gave them a good example of what love is. I mean, when I came up, it was about getting money. Like love was a result of getting money. You know, I could get yeah. love. You know what I mean? So it we that was just a because stability was a big concept in, in our in our come up. Like we were the generations that came after civil rights. We should be doing better than the previous generations. What are y'all doing? You know, 30 things you ha- you should have by the age of 30, so on and so forth type of, of generation. And yeah. then the generation that comes right behind it, you know, they're getting feedback off of what we're doing. And they're like, well, yeah, I know we're supposed to get money, but I don't want to wear a suit and a tie. I don't want to, I don't want to have to do that. Like people started putting their own spin to it. Yeah. Well, that applied to love too. Um, you know, there was a generation where that was before me, where uh I remember Charlie Murphy talked about it on on, on Chappelle's show. He's talking about how the, the the man that looked more like a chick get most of the women. You know, they had this androgynous yeah. era yeah, before like... me. And then and then we kind of cycled back to that. So some of the young guys I see now, they it's not I'm not saying they look like chicks, but the things that women wore when I was coming up tighter clothes had yeah. be common themed with them. And that's what I'm saying. Like you start to see the rebirth. And I think that there's going to be a rebirth of love about love at some point. I hope. Man, but right my, now, that's, that's my you. prayer too, man. Yeah. I, I'm I just, thinking that um, we, to, to piggyback off what you're saying, like what I feel like when you bring up the music, right. I think right now when we think about how people feel about certain things, like if we could do like a survey of the people who left a objective comment under uh, the picture of the dude and his son. Yeah. I would like to know what they've been consuming. You know what I mean? And I would like to know like, I can tell you, I can tell you what they've been consuming based on the responses. (laughs) I mean, I think think they've been consuming what, I mean, just this, this, uh, this idea that, to show men love, it got to be the tough kind. You know what I'm saying? It's like the idea, yeah, yeah. like the only way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think like, it's the music. I think it's, it's, it's men Joe have, have texted back and yeah, forth about this. Like, like I, to me, music is, uh, music imitates life. And the reason why I com- I'm comfortable with saying that is because before hip hop was hip hop, the same message that I saw under that post, I heard in my lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there, there's some things, common themes. To me, when I read comments like that, and maybe it's it's kind of uh, bourgeoisie of me to say it, but I see that as a, a, a backwards thinking, as a, a uneducated, or uh, as Sam said, I got I got or Sam and I discussed last time, uneducated meaning ignorant. That yeah. was an ignorant comment because you're not aware of what healthy um, parental child love should look like like for you to sit there and see a 16 year old son hug his father i mean if his father was dying right then it would have been okay it's okay to hug your daddy's dying yeah you know what i'm saying uh, or true. or you know like that's when it's okay to express yourself emotionally and that's unhealthy and i heard that shit when i was coming up whether it be football band or whatever like yeah. in the south that's just you know. and, and I think I remember I, I remember I remember talking to you, Mikhail, probably it was some years back. I don't even think you even remember this having this conversation. But 
I remember talking about how you you were telling me about how you you told your son like I think he fell or something and he told him like cry like I see it like go ahead and cry yeah I remember that yeah it's like he's like bro go ahead and cry and I think that uh you know growing up especially the way the way we kind of grew up it's like you know everybody try to toughen you up when you ain't got a dad so it's like you know you know you you fall it's like nah you can't cry because you don't want to be that that boy that ain't you know the tough guy but I think we we're taught to to lie about our emotions very early you know we're taught to like yeah, su- suppress it yeah and then what, what happens is we become these 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 men demons like that's what I that's what I that's what men I think demons. of. They become wow. men demons. Like literally, you because you read this comment, and yeah. there's like literally the, the, there's one guy in the comments saying, "Hey, look, you know, you know, yeah, he may be a little older, but that's his child. You know, it is what it is." And the comment, but right below is a man demon saying, "Um, you must be cuddling with your daddy right now." And it's like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, th- those comments. It's like yeah. what fuck made you try this man to this degree all right somebody you don't fucking know Yeah, you don't fucking know him and for you to to say that 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 just shows your absence of of love in your life so i'm gonna say something that's that's that i found in the the men community that is a taboo uh that sounds like toxic manhood what is it Toxic masculinity. Toxic max masculinity. But I wouldn't even, I, bro. That's literally <laughs> almost that? inhuman, in my opinion. Like, for I me, don't disagree, yeah, but that's like, what makes it toxic. I wouldn't even. But I, I. Hate Hold, it. let me say this way. To me, my definition of toxic masculinity is a human being, obviously in this instance, depicting manhood in a way that is destructive and doesn't build up society. So that's what I'm saying. Like that man literally came in to destroy that person as a man. He he tried to marginalize him as a man, mm-hmm. marginalize his opinion, marginalize him as a father, because this is the fatherhood group, marginalize him as a father, potentially a husband to his wife or whoever. Like that's destruction. And that's what toxic masculinity is yeah. to me. It's like I where I destroy anything around me and the spirit that I'm a man. When really you're just being a child that's, that's old. Immature and not, and haven't been taught love, like what you're saying, like right. people are being taught the exact opposite of love. It's like love is, I mean, hate is thriving more than love. You look at a negative comment, right? You look at a negative comment or a negative picture, like let's reverse it. You look at a negative picture and then you look at the comments below and it's like everyone agree with the negativity like say a funny video but it really wasn't funny something someone someone got hurt right mm-hmm. you rarely see someone underneath the comment and say dang that person got hurt i hope they're okay you rarely see that majority of the time you're gonna see everybody on the same yeah some kind of meme um, and yeah, yeah. So, i mean they can't they like, can't wait laugh, laugh. It's, I, they, I, they, it's like they couldn't wait it's like i feel like there's a growth of negativity like like what you're saying back in your days it was still the same thing going on mm-hmm. but i feel like now is a larger crowd now the population i don't know if it's large i i agree negative. with you joe i think what it is is like what uh will smith said he didn't think racism is more i think it's just everybody got phone camera phones now yeah, yeah. like I, that's that's what i'm saying like it's now everybody can like or put a different funny face or heart or some shit under some toxic shit and mm-hmm. and for you know 
my measure, my barometer on whether it's toxic or not is say that was smoking off his wife and, and the 16 year old daughter. What would have the responses have been? It wouldn't have been nothing like that. It wouldn't have been. It, it would have been nothing like that. It would. It wouldn't have been and, a response at all. It may not all. even got. It would have got some likes. That's it. Yeah. People have like likes. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. That's what makes it toxic masculinity to me. Like it. 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 The only reason you have something to say is because he's doing something that you associate with a woman, and you think that that's beneath a man. You dig what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. That why is that why is a woman beneath what a man should be? Well, I mean, <laughs> like I that doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't even make biological sense. If you but, think about it, that's a, that's that's a societal thing, right? It's tough. I mean, because even even in the way that people view love, like I think when 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 I talk to certain men, not all men, but certain men, and you know, you 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 talk about what what position you should play in the household. You know, it's like you hear men the head of the household you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying i am the chief of the castle and it's just like bro but that uh, unfortunately this is the best this is the best way i can put it. i'm not gonna say that there's not love in that but they never lead with the love it's like i it's a control right it's like a mm-hmm. a wheel that to, shit is that shit is no come on <laughs> get real that shit is a lie it is literally i heard it's i'm laughing because i literally heard a chris rock joke last night about men thinking they the head of the household literally bro really? like, you know i swear <laughs> to god and and he was like do this try to hang a picture of your mother anywhere in the house and watch what happens <laughs> That's and he was like that picture number one that picture will disappear that's hilarious <laughs> you'll never man. see that picture again <laughs> I'll go somewhere else and, and then you'd be, be like well, what to the picture? yo and your wife would be like oh, i didn't like the frame where's the fucking picture like that's what i'm saying it's like, in the bathroom hey, man. it's not our house we ain't running shit only thing to me and this is my reality i'm not saying that this is what i prefer yeah it's just what I've accepted as a reality so I can stop with the internal conflict Yeah, is that my job is to be a cornerstone, which is basically a beacon or, or, or the, the brunt force of the building. That's my family. So anything that comes towards my family has to hit me first. Yeah. And, and I take that on because of size and girth or whatever you want to call it physically. And then mentally, because I've been trained back to the original point about smoking them been trained to be emotionally sound meaning even when horrible things happen i don't fall apart and and i could argue honestly had i been in the position that i'm in right now and had never become a therapist and never matured emotionally Mm i i would not i i don't think i would be a good cornerstone I mean, that, that, that stuff is necessary. It's necessary for you to grow. Well, you got to have some balance emotionally yeah. to be like one of the things that I used to love about uh, my uh, my step grandfather, Papa Ray, was that Papa Ray was a man's man. Um, he he looked like the founders, but he he uh, said you don't talk about. Yeah, I know. He's so, <laughs> <laughs> so, he he was a, he was a man. He was a a veteran. He had fought in World War Two. He you know. He took advantage of the GI Bill to buy property in New York, and he had these smoking pipes. And 
even though I was his, he loved me like a grandson. Like, put that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I, I didn't even know he wasn't my grandfather. Like, you know, you were a kid, you just had two granddaddies. Oh, I got three granddaddies. And I just happened to have two living. And so it was just, I, I never disconnected that. And he would talk to me. He would hug me. He would talk to my sister. He would talk to my cousins. He loved on us the same. Pop Ray didn't share too many opinions. You never saw him say cross things to my grandmother, yeah. which was the complete opposite of my my real yeah, grandfather. Actual dad. No, real, yeah, no, my actual, actual grandfather. Yeah. And so I had him as an example. You know what I'm saying? And then I had my black grandfather. And and like I said, as a kid, I never connected that my my grandmother was connect. You know, both of them. I just saw them as granny. Yeah. And my my actual grandfather was a street kind of dude. I mean, he ran a shot house, you know what I mean? Like he ran moonshine. So you had this other black gentleman and then this black gentleman. And so I had to compare the two. And if I had to choose which one seemed to be a little bit more in line to who I am today, I would say Papa Ray. Yeah. And of course. And and what's what's interesting because like I told you. Because my granddaddy will hug you, but he'll shoot you. Hey man, look, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, with with uh w- within this book, they, it kind of addresses it a little bit. Uh it basically talks about how uh patriarchy, uh I guess a patriarchal type of masculinity requires boys to 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 maintain their controlling position. And anybody knows like when you're when you're in a relationship and it, and when you, you hear I'm the head of the household. I got to, you know, control the situation. What happens when you're asking for control is that you you're not willing to relinquish it. Mm-hmm. So, what what happens is you'll trade love if you have to, um, in order to continue to keep or the amount of love that you could give or interact or receive, whatever the case may be, in order to get that control. So here's a here's a here's a quote. I'm gonna say, give me an example. Of, it, here's, here's a quote. Uh, it's like. Uh, many, many, many people believe that men can dominate women and children and still be loving. And uh, basically, you know, a, a psychoanalysis. I don't know who this guy is, but his name's Carl Jung. He said, uh, yeah. he said, I, you know him, you know of him. Yeah. Oh, you know, you, you know, you in that realm, man. You, he, he says, where there was a will to power, where the will to power is paramount, love will be lacking. And literally, I think that that's the, I think that's the, the, the grips that we have to come to. Like, literally, you have to figure out, like, I, yes, we can lead in certain ways. Yes, we can. But it's like, I think that people, men have to get back to understand that love piece of it is very important, you know, because we fuck, I feel yeah. like we fucking up our kids. We, you know, we, or, or we've well, been I, fucked so up. We've been he, fucked up. Here's the quote. You you reference Carl Jung, yeah, and he's a, I think he was a psychotherapist, was his professional trade. He was a medical doctor, yeah, uh, but of course they practice psychiatry, and he's the he's I guess you could call him the father of analytical psycho psychoanalysis. Okay. So he's like he's oh, he really, big, he big shit. He he's he's a major <laughs> piece of it. <laughs> you now most people talk about Freud, but. To, okay, uh, yeah, I've heard if that. You, if you want to look at what will be considered modern psychology, it's called Jung. And so, 
Um, and I'm cautious in saying this, but um, at the same time, you know, we got to keep it real on the, on the on the show. Yeah, he's white. Uh, and and white white like I think he's Swiss or something like that. Like he's yeah. he's removed from the culture that we traditionally come from. And I still and I really believe in behavior in your genetics being passed down. Some things resonate with us yeah. that that just does. You know what I mean? You know and, I mean? and I feel like that's part of that connection that uh, that we have globally. And in their society, you know, their relationship to, to their parent, their parents are completely different than what I remember from mine and the people that I grew up with. Like I, right, I explain that. yeah. Well, I, I can explain to you right now. Ain't no cussing around my parents, mm-hmm. let alone mm-hmm. in a conversation with them or at sense. them. Like that shit is just not gonna wash, homie. Yeah. Like, if you want to see somebody be loving, cuss in a black family. You are gonna catch a, 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 a ass whooping. Like, it's not. That's it's true. Just I mean, not, they still they still treat you like you know. It's like literally, there's a certain level of the way they're just gonna operate. Right. It doesn't really matter how older how old you get. If it, it, they're gonna rein your ass in, right? You have to, right? Deference is a is a major component of our culture. Yeah, and and I'm saying that when you look at behavior or behaviorist, if you're gonna psychoanalyze and say that uh, a, a father cannot love and still dominate, is a belief system that I think is born out of a different culture. I don't know that that's something that we could generate. I don't know if that's well, something well, that we well, can well, test today. Well, let's talk, let's talk about, let's talk about uh, our culture. Do you feel as if our, our fathers were, are able to, to dominate in love? Cause I don't, I just don't feel like, they I don't, live, I don't, think I don't feel parents, like they live together. Yeah. I, let's say this. I, I don't think, so I'll use my personal experience mm-hmm. and then I'll look at, the, the some, like some of my clients just as a reference point our issue is not that we can't dominate and be loving our issue is that we don't know how to do both so it's not a matter of capacity it's a matter of of ignorance or ability like uh, it's kind of like i can run fast but can i lift weights well sure you can do both but you got to train both yeah. you dig what i'm saying and i don't feel like that's something that we have been trained in the last 30 years in the last 30 years our community has been wrought with you know the drug war on drugs addiction poverty the stress that comes with that the stress that comes with you know the concept of another black man killing you over your shoes that that whole lifestyle has kind of impeded like if you look at the pyramid of needs love up is is higher up yeah than say food water shelter so if you can't get past you know food water and shelter you're not gonna feel safe enough to get to love that's what i'm getting at so if we look at psychology from that perspective how can we get to love when we haven't gotten the basics in I, place? Get, I get what you're saying what you're saying is black men not never really been in a dominant position in order to to be able to stable a stable position stable i think that i think we dominate anytime we can be in a stable uh, position uh and i mean i hate to use it as a reference but the areas that we are kind of like given a little bit of uh 
latitude in is anything music, anything sports, anything like that. Whenever we've been given ability to be who we are 100%, we excel in it. Now I'm using that, I'm using the reference of entertainment because that's a common topic to our audience. Obviously, I can go into science, I can go into mathematicians, I can go, I can go in any path we want to, but just in, just for, for the larger conversation, most people can point to and reference the people that we have had success in business that's related to entertainment and sports. Whenever we've been given room to, to excel, we do. And, but just as a general rule, um, like I said, when you go through the hierarchy of needs, um, we haven't been able to get off the first, first two levels, really. So you think lack of stability causes us not to be able to love properly? Uh, Basically, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I mean, so I'm, I'm going to pull this up and just read it off, just off, off GP. Hold on. So there are five levels to uh, the pyramid of needs, Maslow's pyramid of needs. The first one is the uh, physiological needs. That's food, water, warmth, rest. Those are basic needs. Then we have safety needs, security and safety. After you get to that, belongingness and love comes up. That means intimate relationships and friends. After you've established one of those, then you go to esteem needs, which is prestige, feeling of accomplishment, that i.e. I'm the head of the household but it's false because you ain't feeling safe. And then the top one, which rarely anybody gets to is called self-actualization. That's somebody's full potential. And just as a reference point, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey, uh, Gandhi, um, those are people that are referenced, men that are referenced, uh, I would say even Rosa Parks. I mean, not Rosa Parks, but uh, 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 King's wife. Oh my God. I did it again. Coretta Scott, <laughs> Coretta Scott King. Coretta Scott King. I did it again. Brainwashed. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but what I was talking about, so at the basic bottom two levels, safety and, and physiological needs, 37% of our population is impoverished. 37%. Hold on. I think that's a, that's I a, that's a too, plays a role, too. Like, uh, well, the idea, like well, the idea of what we feel like we, like the idea of what we feel like we need like, say, for example, like you just mentioned Pavlov, uh, what, what is it called? Maslow's. 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 Uh, the pyramid. hierarchy of needs. Hierarchy of needs. So you have food, water, shelter, and, and then uh, and a couple of other things. Insecurity and safety. It's With food and water and shelter. Uh, when we, like, say, for example, in the neighborhoods, like in reality right now, you mm-hmm. go into these neighborhoods, you see these, uh, some of these neighborhoods, they're on Section 8. Or whatnot, they get food stamps, and as far as like the stability that they have, it's kind of stable, even though it's in a, uh, even though it's in the ghettos. Nah, right? so but that's for what I'm some trying, odd reason. That's what, that's what I'm ahead. trying to say. Like that's the you're talking about the baseline, the bottom. Uh, we we can we bottom. tend to establish that it's shaky at best because the government. We just shown that the government can change their minds at any given moment. Yeah, at any point. Right. So that, that's, no, that's not true. stable at all. But to your point, that basic need has been met. The next level up is safety. Do you safety. feel secure? Do you and feel like you're, you're safe? Do you feel like somebody's going to take your stuff? Do you feel like somebody's going to kill you? You know, that part, mm. the next level, it, you have to establish these things before you even get to the next level to be even functional at the next level. The next level is then love. 
that's intimate relationships so, and friendships. So if you haven't really established the first two levels, you're not going to be good at the third one. I think that makes sense. I mean, when you think about uh, the issues that we have in our community, you wonder why we kill each other is the way we kill each other is like, there's some needs not being met, right? Not being met. And there ain't no way we can love each other when we not being, when they're, when those needs aren't being met. People right. look, when you're hungry, you, you, that life next door don't seem as as as, as but real. But we musical people, so the music imitates the art, the, the life. Yeah, to a, to a degree, I believe. And I and I feel like that there are people that take advantage of that and exploit that, and then that'll oh, be the yeah. only message that comes out. Yeah. But that's that's independent of it because when you really look at black music, we're not talking about one type of music. First of all, we do all music we do yeah and and we do all music well when we want to do it <laughs> like yeah i mean it, you know you know it's wild to me because i was thinking about this the other day i'm like you know because i li- i'm very eclectic i listen to all kinds of music mm-hmm. and i i it bothers me that like and it's not to say that it's not out here with the black with 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 black people but it bothers me that when you listen to white genres it's so much about love. It's like a it's, whole, it's I mean, it's like yeah. entrenched in love. I'm, I'm give you an example, country music. I'm going to give a, a, a shout out to Brett Young. Like he makes some of the best fucking country music. And when you listen to country music, it's all about like, in case you didn't know, I'm crazy about you. I'm, you know, I'd be lying if I said I couldn't live my life without you. Like you, you listen to those words and you just like, you know, damn, this shit make me feel good. Like you play it, even if you don't like country music, if you like to feel good, play that shit. Right. You, you'll feel good. And I think that we make that music, but inside, you know, we've talked about this before, like inside of my heart, like when the ratchet shit comes on, I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like literally it, it, I'd have to think to play some like, loving black music like i'll be trying to you know Think when it comes that. on sometimes i feel good but i have to like literally be like i want to listen to something not what the white person's singing but some shit, shit they sing about, shit. no they they do but you know they sing it more than we do yeah but that's what i'm saying but like <laughs> what, what i'm saying is like that's even, what the data shows even our, <laughs> no that's true but what i'm saying even our r&b singers most of them are just talking about fucking you well, know that's I mean? because that's what the market. So the, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, that's a whole different conversation. Yes, it I, is. The it fact is. that we have blended features in genre to where it's just the norm. Yeah. Like, I mean, Drake, Chris Brown. Let me, for the record, I was gonna tweet this earlier, and I was just thinking about this. For some reason, Chris Brown and and um, Chris Brown records, Scissor records, and and uh, uh, Drake records sound so much better in california than they do anywhere else i've been i don't know what the fuck that is i i it's the weed i ain't smoking that i'm gonna tell you different. something this is okay, it's, it's the i think it's the cali vibe it's the vibe yeah. it's the vibe it's the cali music. does have a vibe right and so when them songs come on they just they hit different i don't know what else it's called you know but I was thinking that the day when I was listening to a, a Drake record, when I was, you know, doing my thing out here in these mm-hmm. streets. And I was just like, man, I remember when this song came on when we was in uh, Long Beach. And now it just don't feel the same. It's probably because it was made there. 
and in yeah. yeah so it has the, the energy it's the energy there. there like it, yeah. just like strip club music is made in the south you, you feel a certain way certain shit is made here you feel it here a little more different. than you would. Yeah, yeah two like don't sound the same in New York like it did. No, nah, like I like, I, I used to listen to like music from Atlanta and Portland. It's just like nah, it's like only one point one percent black people here. It don't so fit. It don't feel. It just doesn't feel right. But so to circle back around though, Brett, mm-hmm. like Brett can write those songs. Brett Young can write those types of songs because he has the first two things covered on the on the list. He gonna eat. He feels safe because the police are there to protect him and serve him. They they're not here to protect and serve us. We've data is starting to show that. Yeah. Um, so the belongingness and love needs are things that you could really express. I think the true human experience is that we go up and down this 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 list of needs, whether we're ready for it or not. And that's what causes the conflicts in our lives. Like we get, we end up being a, having a love relationship when we we're not really ready in a position to provide for it. That, so you know what I mean. We're not stable enough that we actually can feed kids. We don't really have safety enough that we can not be anxious and really be present. And I gotta keep my, I gotta train my son to be hard because these streets is crazy and I can't have no soft son. Or the streets were hard to me. The streets were hard to me. You know, and so it's like you know I I can't just. And I think that that was a point that the, the buddy was trying to hammer home. He's like, I can't, in in a way, even though I don't agree with it, in a way, his way of saying is like, me preparing him is me loving him enough not to, not to just allow him to think that this is what it's going to be. Now, I don't think that, I think you can compartmentalize. Everybody has a safe house, even fucking gangsters, drug dealers, you know, yeah. You know, hell, even prisoners—they all have a safe their, space. They have a safe space, and I think that that's when it's out of pack, out of pocket. It's like literally, homeboy was sitting at his daddy's house during a family holiday. That you know, during probably a, took him back, took him yeah, back to when he was a little yeah, kid. Ma- yeah, yeah, made him that. exactly. It's like yeah. so. It's like I think. I think that that's where where it was off base because I I do believe that you should prepare your love is a preparation is a part of love, making sure you know making sure that your kids are prepared is a part of love. However, but Sam, I'm telling you that's that's what my issue with us is is that um, you were thoughtful enough to think through it. Instead of just reacting to a picture, you gave this man a whole life experience. You didn't just say, "Look at that joker! Look at that joker!" Opinion like it. it sometimes yeah. it's, it it really is hard for me to accept that people can't think outside of themselves sometimes enough mm. to see a bigger picture or at least let somebody be human. Like mm. we don't know what had just happened. He him his son may have just told him about something terrible. His he could have lost a friend. Have no and needed a hug and just cried and went to sleep in his dad's arms and his dad was like, I missed this, you know, where my son could be that, you know, comfortable with me and just yeah. be my baby. You know what I mean? Like it, we don't know the history, but yet we apply we don't know the context of the history, but yet we just gonna apply thought to it or lack that lack of thought and just be reactive. And just jump and, on. And just jump on them instead of just where's the grace that you could give somebody you know what i'm saying where's what is that about like why is it that we're just that toxic as a world that we can't allow human beings to be human how come we can't let people make mistakes 
Well, I, how, I mean, since we talk, or, or just let people live, and, you know. And I, I would take your question even a step further because you're saying people, and I want to speak specifically to men, the way that men love on each other. You get what I'm saying? I would like, say black yeah, but there's some black. women, there's some women yeah. that feel that way too. No, I, I agree. I, no, I, I agree. But, but and they, I, and they carry the message. So, you no, know, I know. But what I'm, what I'm saying is, the, the women feel that way, but. What I'm saying is we're the initial we're the, we're talking about two a boy and his daddy and yeah. and men being able like I, I put this on Facebook the other day. You know, I like to tell my homeboys I love them when I get off the phone with them. I don't have a problem doing that. Right. But I had homeboys like, yeah, I I just I I can't do that. And I'm just like what? What? What does that yeah, mean? Like, for, that for mean? me, it's for me, it's just like, nah, I don't like for me, it just makes sense. I, I got to a point where you know, you see people. I've had friends that are that are dead, 27, yeah. 24, 25, and it's just like, nah, I'm not I'm not gonna stand up at your funeral because if you've done that before, you know right. what it feels like right. and be like, you know what, I really loved you as as my as my boy. I loved you as my homeboy. And I probably had never said that to you while you were Ever. here. Ever, right. You know, and so I just, and and I do feel like there are women that feel as if it's not manly or macho or even being real to for a man to say, or maybe even some, some people may feel like- It ain't none of their goddamn business. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But what I'm saying is, I just think that at, at some point we have to figure out like, how, how do we at least love on each other so that we know that, you know, like, hey, Mikhail, you know that I love you. Joe, you know that I love you as as, as my brother and, and as my friend. It's like, to me, it just doesn't. So I, you just you just said how to answer the question about how can we be dominating and loving? You, you saying it how, like, regardless of what people think, we still do it. Yeah. Like, you could be. I've never believed in dominating others. I've always only believe I've only believed in being I don't want to say domineering. Dare I say that? I don't know Just, what that means. Right. Well, I'm, domineering I, I, is it's kind of like a pre to me. It means you have a presence in the room like when you walk in the room motherfuckers know you in there. Okay. Like you just like you it ain't you can't be dismissed. A domineering spirit. Domineering spirit. Like yeah, and it's like spirit. so if I'm saying, you know, Joe, I love you. Sam, I love you. Anybody got a problem with that? Fuck you. <laughs> I guess that's, 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 that's the way. Yeah, but, <laughs> that, that's the that's the way people gotta act. Like, if, but that's if the to me. That's how you do the it. Comment, I love my son. Fuck y'all and what y'all think. People will receive it differently. It's like you gotta stand firm on yeah. what you believe in, and that's dominating. Yeah. And I think that that probably has something to do with. So don't let don't let people knock you off your square when you're just trying to be a loving fucking man like at the right. end of the day l- love is a part of who we are like love is a part of what we're doing on this planet you know what i'm saying and yeah. and to allow society's way of just thinking about it. i mean it's just it's, it's a, to allow society's fucked upness to to yeah. to really penetrate and filter into and, and how filter you into who you actually are how you actually feel as and, a man, and let's be honest, it's 2020. Everybody's experiencing the same thing. And for people to still look at that like, wow, you shouldn't do that's that's right. that's that's wild. That's wild. At a time like yeah. this, with the way people dropping left and at right. A time right. Like this, yeah. That's crazy. 
it's, but that's it's, just how crazy that's how crazy it we goes are. to show you how crazy and, we are and they want our black asses to think like that they want us to walk around tough like that right now right at a time like this this year i mean got this year is enough to break any man any, and, and uh, I'm a, I was just let's say it ain't tough if it's gonna break you yeah like it, it's it standard like for example sam you not played football before yes i don't joe, joe did you play football I never yeah, don't play, don't play all right, so we've all played football before. Yeah. And we all know how number one, you can't tackle like you a brick wall. You have to be flexible. You yeah, have to, you, you know what I mean? Down. Like you, yeah. but you're still strong. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you you fold, you roll, you wrap and you fold into the fall. You don't just fall like a brick. Yeah. You gotta you have to, you know, some forces you can't go against. Yeah. But you still mm-hmm. can be strong in. And that's what I'm saying. Life is that force. We can still be strong in it. But don't sit there and, and put yourself in a position to where life can break you. And and before long, you you drinking yourself to death. You potentially may actually take your own life in a quicker manner than just drinking and drugging. I mean, mm-hmm. you could end up finding yourself in the arms of too many women and your ass end up with some shit that could kill you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the behaviors that become, that come out of being toxic match the toxicity. And that's why I said, yeah, I could probably tell you what kind of music they listening to. Yeah, I could probably tell you what they what they what they club life is like, they social yes. life is like. You know what I mean? Like, because they are so immersed in that toxic way of thinking that any person that they come upon is somebody that they can attack. Like, oh boy, attack the dude in the post, or what he thought was an attack. Because to me, I would be like, yeah, I'm actually about to go hug my dad right now. Yeah. So at least I got one, bitch. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> ooh, so stupid. ooh, that's that heat. That's that fire. I, I, fire. That's not my mouth. That's the mouth I used to have. So what I'm saying <laughs> is, I, that's what I'm saying. I could be that. That's what I'm yeah. saying. I, I, I'm, that's still a part of me, but I've, I've elevated myself. I, I, I want better for myself. I, I, I focused on working that toxic shit out uh, because I didn't want to pass that down to my kids. You know what I mean? It, it has to be, there has to be uh, a way to stop these generational curses. And I mean, we had to be on purpose. It had to be intentional about that. Yeah. We have to be intentional. We have to actually, we have to actually fucking do something different, man. Right. Like we, we, we can't. Um, and I, and you know, you, 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 you hear people talk about OGs and you hear people talk and I, and it's not to say that OGs don't have any value, you know what I'm saying? Cause they do, you know, right. they, for the, for the economy. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, they have a value, but at the same time, bro, like literally we're, we can't get to the point where we're debilitating ourselves with things that we see that we need. And, you're you're seeing like when when you when you're just saying your men will find themselves ending their lives quicker than they you know or ending their lives then they need to and you you realize and and it's funny because you you have these these posts that i see see online where they say women make fun of guys that say you know go ahead walk out walk out of my life like everybody else walked Mm -hmm. out of my life and and it's funny because you know of course it, they're making fun of the fact that a lot of men have not been loved. And when they're in situations, they, you know, they, they fuck up, whatever, they, whatever, they, whatever have you, right. that's usually what they're saying. They mean what they said. They mean that people have walked out on them. They mean that, you know, that, but really they're showing you there's a lack of love and they've right. had a, they've had a lack of love. 
And because of that, of course, I'm not saying that the women shouldn't walk out because there, there may be a legitimate reason they're getting the fuck out of there. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the fact that it's a joke is funny. It's, it's not funny, but it's the fact that it's a joke has gotten to the point where it's so pervasive in the way that men, men are in the way that men have mm-hmm. interacted with women that they can put it out there and everybody knows what they fuck they talking about. Right. Goes to show you that we just not loved on enough. Well, it, it, it that and it goes to show you that some women don't know how to value themselves, like which is a different topic altogether. Yes. I, you know, it's funny though. There's a uh, I was on the road today and I heard this new song by Usher that says, uh, he says, I love love, but I'm not good at it. Oh yeah, I, bro, that, I, I was I like that song. This is yeah, I like the song. song. I like the words in the song more than more than anything. Like that's that to me is the part that caught me more than any other part of the song, mm-hmm. and and how that's kind of a testimony to what I was talking about. This this you know, up and coming generation is like they want a need or, or desire that love. They just don't know how to to take care of it. And and it's hard for me as a as a person that's in psychology or working in psychology mm-hmm. to not reflect on the fact that it's probably because they've never had an example of it. And how many of them are going out of their way to because for example, for me, love was what was on TV. Yeah. From a parental standpoint, Claire and Cliff Huxtable. Uh, from a relationship point, Dwayne and Whitley. <laughs> <laughs> you know that Dwayne and Whitley was a uh... hot mess. Ooh, you know boy. what I mean? And, and I'm saying, like, to me, that that was an example. Like, I didn't like the example. I didn't necessarily like what I saw between my mother and father. So I was like, well, man, I like. Well, I like Papa Ray and Granny. Yeah, but. At the same time, they didn't have. I didn't see the interaction that that adults have. Yeah, you know, holding hands and stuff like that. What I saw is they knew how to exist in the same space and and take care of each other, love on each other. They had a routine down. Yeah, on on how to handle stuff like Pop Ray would cook, do stuff on the weekend, play jazz music on Sunday after church. Like it was just a routine, and they loved it. Yeah, but I didn't know about holding hands and yeah like that, that same here my my grand my grandfather same thing you just kind of you know they they love through the way they interact the way like, they live they love the way they, they live, live yeah right? the way that they live just like literally you know i know my grandfather would cook for my grandma and you know in the morning he have tea ready for her like they mm-hmm. would just routine like routine. That's, that's the way that they they operate it's kind of it's kind of dope you said that because it, it brought back memories of my granddad man and it's just like it's it's wild to see that similar experience similar experience <laughs> separate cultures they're haitian right you know what i'm saying like that in, well you know my name yeah i know but what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> but what i'm saying is it's, it's just interesting to see yeah. that it it is not it's not far removed at all. Even well, that's me. what I meant earlier about the genetics, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we talk about Carl Jung, he's talking about his his group. Yeah. To be fair, like when we look at modern science today, it's based on um, on their community, yeah. on white people. It's not really it, we have, we're human, so there's some attributes to psychology that still apply. But cultural, the cultural competency is 
one of the things why they wanted more people of color in psychology. Yeah, so they, they, can they, shore just, that up. they just started doing a, a, a study. I think it's called the All of Us study that they're basically paying people, black people all over the, the nation to come in once a month or like once or twice a year or something and just do like studies on blood pressure on, right. you know, like take your blood and do, because at, at one point, yeah, yeah at, at one point, all it, the BMI is based on the white standard. Right. Blood pressure is based on the white standard. I remember I, I did a, a piss test in college and the, the, the doctor at my job, I mean, at, at the clinic was just like, uh, you about to have kidney failure. And I was just mm. like, what? Like, I'm talking about, and it was crazy because I was online at the time. It was wild. But <laughs> she's like, you had too much creatine in your system. Yeah, I had, I had cre- yeah, she's like, I had too much creatine in my system. And I was just like, really? I was like, okay. So, you know, so I. I well, that comes we, from being online. Weeks, <laughs> weeks have gone by, but that wasn't the case, though. I was just What, what happened was, <laughs> we, 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 I went back to the doctor and I went to a black doctor and I was just like, this is based on the white levels. If you look at the black levels and African American levels, you're right where you need to be. Right. I went, bro. It, weeks went by. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> like, like I'm my kid is gonna yeah. fail. I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I know I'll be <laughs> fucked up. But yeah, so I mean, it's just it's just interesting to see like that. The love experience is different for us. It's like, and and in my opinion, and this is my opinion because I've I'm kind of thinking about society from from the way I see it, basically what I consume. When I consume things that white people make, there's love in it. And and when I consume things that black people do, it's like there's love for it. Like people mm-hmm. love to rap, but it's like there's not love in the rap. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. like, and so I think that that's, that's what I'm trying to get back to. I, I think we got to put more love in the stuff because... Well, I mean, we we are a process people. We, we, we tend to love the process of making music. There was a time when we used to love the lost, if I could say, if dare I say that the lost art is uh, wordsmithing. You know what I mean? The, the, or, or, or the lost art of having a higher level we talked about this i think yeah we talked recently about, about the high vernacular and, and mm-hmm. um and um i hope that we have a return to that as as i see more young people getting involved with social issues and and knowing that they're gonna have to speak you know they put more effort into what they're saying whether it's on tiktoks or whether it's on you know twitter feeds or, or whatever their the medium is that they use that they're trying to make sure that they speak uh, in a manner that's eloquent and um, beyond reproach. Like we want to be able to break stuff down as quickly as possible. But to the original point that we were talking about in terms of how to, the self-expression of love or expression of love, I don't know of any other words that can, as a dad, and maybe you, you could attest to this too, but as a dad that can really express what emotions it pulls out of you like i sometimes i look at my kids and i ain't on front like i just cry i want to cry like hey, i choke man. up it, it, and i'll say this I, I i i wouldn't even say that i think that there aren't enough words but i will also say that when you hear it when you hear somebody that actually is take 
taking the time to to try to put it into words, right? I was listening right. to Ruben Sturdis' uh, Flying Without Wings, and I was just like, that is a fucking beautiful way of putting it. You know what I'm saying? It's like some some seed in the eyes of the children. You know, it's right. like, and so it's like, it, I get that, but I, I I understand how difficult it may be, but we got to get back to trying. Well, that's what I, yeah, I mean, we got to get back So to it. it's like, what? so Smokey tried. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he did. He tried, and and look what society did. And I'm not saying that he even saw what people wrote because it's thousands of comments, but just the people that did see the interaction that does influence people, that does trigger some people. And yeah. and I think that the the true testimony to what what that post did is it just really helped show how broken we still are. Yeah. And as I, people, as and as men, and I, and I, and how far we still have to go. Man. Have to go. We can love. We know. How, yeah. I would tell you some studies show that that we stay in our children's lives more than any other group, right? Whether yeah. we're with the mother or not. I I don't think that this is a testimony that men don't care about their kids. I think this is a testimony of what's healthy to pass down to your children. That's going to help them be not just strong men, but just strong people. People, yeah. You know, because they got to interact with more than just men. They have to interact with kids and women. And not everybody needs rah-rah. You know what I mean? It, yeah. There's a time and a place for it. So you have to get make them well-rounded enough to be able to handle all situations effectively and come out on top. You know, a lot of situations end up violent and they didn't have to be. Yeah. But they they don't know how to do nothing but violence. So, you know that's what ends up happening. Yeah, I mean I think that that's the that's that's just something we have to we we have to just start focusing more on man. We got to start yeah. focusing more on it. And and speaking of which, Joe said he had a question. But after Joe's question, I have one question, and we can wrap. Okay. All right. Okay. So um so people are overly well. We're talking about a uh, negative comments, negative energy, right? So mm -hmm. one thing I'm, that pop up in my head is what can people do to like, because sometimes people can't see themselves doing anything negative. You know what I mean? They can't see that what they're doing is negative. So it's like, what are some things that people can do in order to realize that they're being negative and ways to reinforce that negative encounter that they have having or the negative thoughts that they're having all these yeah. different things because at the end of the day people need to change we need people to actually change because the culture needs to change no that's true <laughs> I, and and i mean from for from my from my perspective i think because i i look at myself as a lost cause not necessarily for real because i'm not really no no but i I want to do it for my kids. Like that's the way I look at it. It's like literally, I I I understand why I'm fucked up and why my shit was what it was. But I think that that's what it is. I think we all need to just start being more introspective and actually taking a look at at why our perspective of love is so fucked up. We all know it all starts with the family. That's our first teacher of love, right? Yeah. You, learn, you learn love from your, your parents, your siblings, the interactions y'all had. And in certain aspects of love, you, you, you pair love with shouldn't even be paired. You know what I'm saying? Like you, I, I, 
I remember like you you'll see your mom get beat by by your by your daddy and he'll tell people he love your mama. You know what I'm saying? And and so you're pairing that with love. You'll see you, yeah, you know you'll see, yeah, you'll see people talking about each other at Thanksgiving and they'll tell you they love each other. You'll see, you know, you'll see people have slick comments and all, you know, and they'll tell you that's love. And so I think that understanding that a lot of that shit that we thought was love is not love and do the shit that I'm doing. Like I'm actually learning about this shit. Like I'm, I'm reading a book about, I couldn't believe that I was doing this shit, but I opened it up and so much of the stuff that she was putting out there hit me. So I just continue to read and read not and there. Don't get me wrong. There's some of the shit that she wrote. I don't really think I don't agree with whatever, even when with, with the quote that I put out there, Mikhail made it clear. He's not really speaking from our experience. And that's, you know, that's a part of, that's a part of that's learning. That's a part right? of it. Yeah, that's a part of learning. Yeah. And, and so I think that that's, that's what you do. You actually, you, you have to face yourself, face that shit. Yeah, but so, but to, to Joe's point, most people don't realize that there is a problem. So I would just put it out there like this, that one of the things that I've used with my clients and, and I'd use it with my clients because I used it with me was just a self-reflection of, were you happy with your interactions with the people that you claim that you love? You know, uh, you're always the common denominator in any relationship. So you have to accept what part did you play in how that relationship existed and how it ended. And just the self-reflection part, like, damn, man, my, my shit always end up fucked up. Like, my shit always, all my bras be cheating on me. Yeah. Okay. You need to be reflective of what you're doing in the relationship. Yeah, how, how, how we getting there? How we? Getting I, or, or I'm always cheating on the chicks I'm with. Yeah, okay. That, that. Then what is it about the women that you're choosing that allows you to be distracted enough? You know what I mean? Like, are you? And that's where the rubber meets the road. It's, yeah. it's you. And. If you can answer that question honestly and say, yeah, I'm not happy with my current relationships or relationships that I've had, I need to reevaluate what I think love is. Also, I, I want to make sure that we understand that, that just because you're dysfunctional does not mean that your love isn't real. Um, I've had clients that uh, abused their spouses and they actually did love them. To Sam's point, they didn't know how to love. They saw that growing up. Some of them said they never wanted to do that, but then they, they felt they, they got pushed and triggered. Um, and that's part of the mental health part of it. That's the, that's the treatment space. You can still, you can actually love somebody, but you're not loving them in the way that they want to be loved. I can promise you that. So if you do love somebody and you found yourself being the abuser of someone uh, and they're afraid to be in your space, but you love them, then brother or sister, I would ask that you get professional help so that you can, you know, tune yourself in a way that matches how you feel. You make your actions match how you feel. Yeah. But that's, that's what it boils down to. Because just because you're toxic doesn't mean that you don't have a heart. It doesn't mean that you don't desire or want love. It just means that you can't get past what's toxic in you to really enjoy it and to really have it for as long as you would like to have it. Yeah. And that's my answer to that question. <laughs> and, and what what I'll say since we since we're wrapping to yeah. to, to wrap, I want to ask y'all. And I don't I don't necessarily I'm still kind of developing my definition, but define love for you. Um, for, I 
love for me i had wrote about this a long time ago it was, it was called a long-term uh observable veneration effect and veneration means respect uh, you can't have love without respect for that person and and it needs to be observable something that you clearly see that is happening not just in words in actions and long term i mean love is not something that should be seen as love at first sight to me uh, i'm kind of not with and i'm not completely in love with that idea i think that you could definitely have chemistry with someone or click with someone that's more about timing than anything else but long term to me love is something that's lifelong like i i have friends I have exes that I love as people. Like if, if something happened to this ex of mine, I would be brokenhearted. You know, I had a friend, one of his exes passed and he had to deal with the fact that he was crying about it. It's real. It's, but it's yeah, real it, because he, you, you, you love her. Yeah. It, it, yeah, that love existed. It doesn't, love really doesn't go anywhere. It, doesn't. It, it just is like volume switch. It either turns up or turns down, but it's still there. You did have a relationship with that person. The only way I can say that people like stop loving someone is a major traumatic event. Like that person tried to kill me and they almost did. Like you just, anytime you think of that person is more about fear than love. Cause that's the opposite of love, fear is. Yeah. And, and that's, that's where I would see it. But I, I don't know of any relationship that I could say that I said I've loved somebody and I just, if I if I heard something bad happen to him, that would break my heart. Period. So it's it's levels to this shit. That's all I'm saying. Joe, what you got? What's your what's your what's your definition I, of love? I would say my definition of love is is pure. Love is kind like the same way like the Bible talks about how it talks about love is pure. Love, love is patient. Kind. Love is kind. Love, love is patient. Boastful. Yeah. yeah. Like it, love isn't boastful. Love is being able to like, like I just talk about myself to be honest. And and like, since we're all on the love journey, right? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> with, with like me, a song. Like when when I was down, I realized like that I was I was lacking a lot of love, and it wasn't love from people. It was just love for myself. Like the whole time I was talking about uh, this, we seeing how how we need to look into the mirror like what you're saying, Sam. We need to look into the mirror and realize that we hold much more of an impact to what we're, what we desire in our lives than what we think, you know what I mean? So it's like, had to look into the mirror and, and really say like, hey, if you're gonna be here on this earth, then you gotta, you gotta equip yourself with the things that you need in order to carry over for the rest of your life, you know, cause we're gonna die. So you want, you need love in your life. So I had to teach myself, like, through other people who I viewed love themselves. You know, you take little parts from everything, books, Sam that's reading, or little quotes that you could see that empowers you to actually feel a certain way where you feel like you could love yourself a little deeper. So it's like I really started consuming myself with a lot of positivity. I, I really, I rarely listen to music, and if I'm listening to music, I got to talk about love. I need to hear love in there. You know I love you, baby. I love something. Hey, I need love in there because it's like there's a lack of love in this world. So it's like um, we just have to be patient 
and we have to astro project and put ourselves in other people's shoes. That's another big definition. I feel like, uh, I feel like, uh, we should be able to, that can increase your love to astro project, put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand the, the reason why they're making the decisions that they're making. Cause like just thinking about those comments that the people put under picture, the number one thing you see is how tough people are on themselves, to be honest. That's right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, they're tough right. as hell on themselves. That's what I was talking about. It's a reflection of them. Yeah, it's a reflection. Yes. So it's like, dang, you don't want no hug? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> man, fuck no, your hug. No, they like need, you, no it's not that they don't want a hug. It's not that they don't want a hug. They need a hug. They need one. But they they don't don't it. You can they, see it. You can see it in the post. Yeah. <laughs> right. They ain't comfortable taking it, though. They need it, man. Like, they got to be, they got to, people need to take take care of themselves a little bit better, not just with materialism, because the, the materialism, we know that stuff don't hug back. You know what I mean? But we need to take I care mean, of it ourselves. It does fit me nice. Hey! hey. <laughs> 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 No, but people need to take themselves a little. They need to be more kind to themselves. Yeah, you know? they, they do and need to take it serious. Because yeah, the kind you are to yourself, you're gonna be kind to other people. So, it's like, what's on the inside is gonna show on the outside to other people. So, what about love you? Is a, um, I I don't really have a, a definition for for love outside of. I mean, and right now I'm like I'm actually taking it really seriously because I want to define it for what it's going to be for my household. So, but what I will say is, and and the and the reason being because I'm reading the book, and the book is like telling you, like, look, if you don't define it for who you're with, the household that you're in, then you can't you can't measure it, right? There's not a way of like putting a I know that I love this person, right? And or 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 you can't really put it into your decision making. And so the way I look at it is, you know, I I want I want to I want to encourage the person to be the best version of themselves. I want to encourage myself to be the best version of myself. And it doesn't always, it doesn't always mean pushing myself or all of it. It's all, it just means caring for myself, making sure that the decisions I make are, are decisions that can and will potentially, you know, have some positive impacts on my life. And I think, um, and and on the lives of the people that I love. So it's like, literally, that's the way I look at it. It's like, if I say I love my wife, does this decision help my wife? If I say I love my kids or my family, does this decision actually help them and and will help them progress physically, spiritually, and, and emotionally as well? And so I think that that's the... Uh, that's I think that's literally the way I'm I want to look at it. And to to wrap, I want to give you guys the definition of love that this book is kind of based. They basically implying, implying what, what they feel the definition of love is. And okay. they kind of keep coming back to it so that way you can see how the definition and the action and the way you interact behind it is married together. So um the definition that they, they're using in the book is it is the extent of oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another spiritual growth. Love is as love does. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. So, you know, basically, you know, it's a part of your intent and in your action. And I think that 
when you make your decisions, if you're doing them in love, it should be able to link to whatever your definition of love may be for yourself, for the person that you're with, for the people you're around. And I think that that's ultimately what we need more of in this world, man. And so if you guys like this conversation, I've loved this conversation, by the way. I'm glad I didn't tell y'all what we were talking about before we started because I, I love I loved it all all of the input that we've had. Good today. topic. And it's Good a topic. great topic. Um, um, if you like what you guys are hearing, you already know, like, share, subscribe, but really share. And, you know, let people know, you know, you like this podcast. You guys have been doing really good. I mean, we've been doing really good with the numbers and I appreciate y'all for listening. I know y'all been hounding us about uh, episodes, but we want to make sure we're doing things right. So we just, you know, we taking a little time. We dropped 44 episodes last year. So, you know, it's only 50, what, three weeks in the year? 52 weeks. 52, 52 weeks. Yeah, Stop 52. giving me that extra week. Yeah. <laughs> 52 weeks in a year and we dropped 44 episodes. So, you know, we just trying to make sure we get, we get it right. Uh, and once again, now, don't forget, hit the link, support our pages. We also have a uh, uh, a email link where you guys can subscribe to, you know, newsletters and things that we're going to be putting out in the future. So That's right. just go ahead and hit, put your email in and we'll, you know, we'll communicate. We promise we won't spam you up. It's, it's, it's not right. that kind of party. It's but not we, that kind of party. Yeah, but we do have... Show. Yeah, but we do have some other things and some other things that we wanted to do to kind of help you guys grow. Even now, I mean, I'm reading a book. Hell, if y'all want to read books, we can read books, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be part of the yeah. newsletter for the book club yeah, stuff going on. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of other things that we want to, you know, do. So just, you know, tap in, tap, tap, tap in, man. Look, and, you know, I'm Sam Duke. I'm good, man. Hey, I'm Tell Mikel. I'm good. My name is Joe Duke, and God is love. Remember that, God hey, is love. Man, there you go. Love you you say you got. You say love you is got. a house. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> he got the key. Hey, love yourself. God yeah. is love. That's right. God is love. All right, and that just like that, we out, man. Thank y'all. Peace. Peace, Peace out.